Hey, welcome, welcome to Talking That Talk with your friendly neighborhood relationship superhero, Jason Ortiz. Uh, this week we're going to do something uh, that I don't see enough of when it comes to uh, topics of discussion on relationships, and I think this one is incredibly important. This one is called Fighting Fair. What do we mean by fighting fair? I mean, we don't mean that you're both put on the same weighted gloves and duke it out or any type of fisticuffs. What I mean is there's a way to get a point across and, you know, relationships, there will be disagreements, there will be arguments, but there's just some things that you should get in a habit of doing and eliminating from your relationship that can actually help you forward and further uh, and enforce the, 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 the structured bond that you both are building together to move forward. An argument can lead to something that can be destructive or it can be beneficial. So let's talk a little about fighting and an effective communicative way of going about this. So I want to start off about when I was young, I had this idea, right? That real love was when two people remembered, you know, nothing but the good times. They were always happy. They had no worries in the world. They celebrated their birthdays, anniversaries. They really didn't fight. You know, they may have disagreed, but they never really fought. And I guess something Cosby show-ish. You know, I have to say, I, I personally don't even remember seeing my parents fight when I was growing up. Ever. But I later on learned it wasn't because they didn't fight, but because they didn't fight in front of us. And they've been together for over, you know, oh man, 45 years. I mean, they're going on, you know, 47, but I just roundabout. I mean, they may have had disagreements, but they never fought to the point that there were permanent damages that required, you know, threats of divorce or breaking up every other month. They just didn't do that. And it's actually kind of easy to not fight. Just that it's easy to get into a fight. And when I refer to fight, like I said earlier, I don't mean fisticuffs. I mean arguing to the fifth power. You know, this type of escalated incident. Avoiding a fight or getting into a fight is not the measure of love in a relationship, as there are many other tools and elements to consider. However, this is an integral communicative tool that, when applied effectively, can elevate the respect and honor in one's relationship. Disagreements and arguing happens. However, having a more effective guide, a know-how, so to speak, on the best ways to go about it, will add some longevity to one's relationship. What is not spoken enough by so many so-called experts is the fact that the ability to be seen, to be heard, and to be able to be respectful in understanding one's differences without feeling forced to agree and standing together through these mini storms adds intimacy and a closeness that is underrated and underappreciated unless you can have a larger understanding of this communicative tool. tool sorry. There is... Actual valid research out that supports a predictor of divorce being the manner in which you fight as opposed to what you fight over or even the fact that you fought. This enforces the importance of knowing how to fight respectfully and in the manner that doesn't add a mental or emotional baggage or self-doubt. It isn't about winning, but more so expressing each other's concerns, beliefs, and opinions on issues that require resolution. Just remember that if something can continue to keep you undoubtedly loving one another and holding hands on the other side of an argument, 
then you may have just fought fair, and that's worth the effort. In a relationship, both parties have individual and united needs that, if unmet, can directly and indirectly spark a push for resolution in some manner. When unmet and untrained in fighting fair, or even not being fully aware of one's communicative abilities, this can lead to regretful words and criticisms being said and lingering in the relationship long past the situational argument. This is critical for the lifespan of one's relationship as sometimes things go said that hurt so deeply that a few I'm sorry's really can't remove its long-lasting sting. So what is it that causes conflict that leads to these fights? As we know or sometimes overlook is that conflict happens when disagreements on values, ideas, beliefs, desires, and perceptions arise. This can be as something as big a deal as religion, political positions, sufficient punishments for your own children. You both might have two different styles of punishing. Or even over an unwashed spoon in the sink. Regardless of the issue or level of disagreement, conflict can, has, and will in some way stir up some strong feelings on the issue at hand. Feeling angry over disagreements is not really an issue if this anger is managed in a responsible and constructive manner. Disagreements can and have led to feelings of anger and being hurt. These feelings can be elevated when we misunderstand where anger derives from. We have been throughout our lives that, you know, we've been taught anger is wrong and that anger is an out of control experience or that anger is the ability to understand something and that the reality is Anger is our only is only our perception to a situation and from our life's journey as an individual, what we believe should be the normal reaction to something. So as an example, right, if someone bumps into me and I'm and am walking the street and they don't apologize, if I view this act so disrespectful and, and I have this belief that's attached to being disrespected, that anger follows. I'll find my anger levels rising and it feels almost instantaneous. But in reality, a lot is happening before the anger rises. There's a process happening about your perception to the situation. Understanding the real emotion beneath your anger will help you address what you what is really going on. Before you are angered, you are triggered by something you have been taught to believe makes you sad, hurt, feel betrayed, annoyed or whatever it is. And this triggers your anger. Anger never formulates on its own without one of those other emotionals beneath it. This misunderstanding of our anger plays a part in thinking anger is something out of our control or our inability to control this in disagreements. Accepting anger as normal as happiness or sadness or any of the other feelings is a great way to go forward in life a bit less bothered by things. Now let's talk about fighting fair and why this communicative tool is essential in the ability to not only conquer obstacles together, but to appreciate one another on a high level. Before you have sat your partner down for this discussion, have you asked yourself, what is actually bothering me and what do I want and need from my partner? Are my feelings directly affected by this issue at hand or is this an issue just pushing a reminder of another issue? These are things you should honestly ask yourself before you attempt to engage in uh, fighting fair. Know what the goals are of this engagement. Analyze possible outcomes. And which of these possible outcomes are some that you can live with? This is not a win or lose battle, but an engaging activity that is aimed to solve an issue and help elevate the union. Fighting fair is a great way to manage feelings and conflict in an effective manner. 
Um, I'll go over, of course, rules and guidelines that I believe should be internalized in order for you to prevent your disagreements to turning into words and actions of destruction. Now, don't view what I'm saying and thinking as some easy walk in a park because these things require practice and constant reminders. And if you aren't one that has always taken others' perceptions, thoughts, ideas with high regard and understanding, even when they differ from your own, this is not as easy as you wish it to be. First thing to practice and remind yourself is to remain calm. Don't overreact to these disagreements because if you allow your emotions to take charge, you can lose your own voice and ultimately the respect of your partner. When expressing yourself, make sure it's in your words and not in your actions. Don't throw or break things. That's just a juvenile disrespectful way to try and express oneself. If you're having a hard time controlling yourself in this learning process, then taking a moment or a timeout, so to speak, is probably the best thing for you to do. This timeout shouldn't be so you can let the situation pump you up further, or, but maybe a way to collect your thoughts and distract you with something that can be that can create a balance. Maybe looking at photos that remind you of the great things that you have at home and why it's important to remain in control. Be honest and detailed about whatever it is that's bothering you in this detailed manner. Make sure you are only focusing on one issue at a time. Any other way of doing this would be like if you were bombarding your partner with built-up frustrations and this feels like you can't come to your partner with issues until you explode. Avoid bringing up irrelevant information to try to prove a point or to seek being right. Pointing out someone's wrongs will not necessarily award you with being right, but it does award you with being a childish douche, so to speak. If you have an issue with the dishes, that's an example, don't bring up anything else other than the dishes. Resolve one issue at a time respectfully and then address a different issue when the solution has reached on the first issue. If your partner's bringing up an issue, do not add, oh yeah, but what about, and then add some other issue. Don't do that. This takes from the validity of your partner's issue. It also takes from the importance of your partner's feelings and makes yours primary all the time. This can take a toll on your partner. Push them away. Do not, and I like to repeat, do not hit below the belt. No name calling, no name calling, no disrespect. You know what some of your partner's sensitive areas are, and this should be off limits. Do not throw nothing in their face for the sake of arguing to win. If your partner has an issue with their weight, but is talking about their discontent with you leaving dirty dishes in the sink, you should not respond with, I don't say nothing about you eating ice cream all the time. This is not only hurtful and childish, but can leave a long-term scar on your relationship that you just might not recover from. The snowball effect. Now, let me just say, this isn't about keeping score or trying to win, become the winner, or then have your partner the loser of the argument. You need to take the high road and remain graceful and honest throughout these exchanges. Taking the high road is a strong step towards reconciliation. Avoid using words of generalization and accusation. Words like never and always really put an unfair and dishonest emphasis on things. This will elevate an argument into unfair fighting territory. Imagine you wash the dishes every day for a month and you are upset that your partner has not picked up the slack. However, your one month frustration, although it may be valid, depending on chore schedules you set up, may be totally disregarding your partner washing dishes previous to that month or disregarding what is preventing them from doing it. They could be busy stuck at work all the time or going through something emotional within and not only have you kicked that in the gut, 
but you made sure that the information will not be shared with your insensitive ass. Talk about how your partner's actions and inactions made you feel. But accusatory language makes them stand on the defense, and that takes away from trying to understand your point. Your partner is not a mind reader. You can't expect them to get everything that you were thinking just because they learned quite a bit about your habits. Studies show that those that expect their partner to know what they're feeling without expressing it do tend to be a little more lonely, which is self-imposed. They start to have feelings of neglect and anxiousness. Whatever the issue, you must be clear and honest. You can state simply, it hurt me when you said, and then state the issue. And then you can say, I was confused with your tone and what you said. It left me hurt. I felt you were demeaning to me, and it just needed clarity about this. It's also helpful to ask them, do you understand? In a way that is not demeaning or passive-aggressive, of course, but be genuine because you want to make sure your partner understands and you want to make sure you understand. So if you have a half of a percentage of doubt, you ask for clarity. Making things up will not be helpful as well. There's no sense in exaggerating your gripes. If you have a valid feeling about something, then that's what you discuss. Don't overdo it or try to gain some traction, emphasis, or leverage because that's just childish. I think it's important to restrain yourself from yelling. In no way does this emphasize a point in a healthy way, but instead can take away from the content of the message. It can impose ill feelings from your partner towards you. Sometimes feelings that will not easily change. Try to remember that conflict offers an opportunity to grow together. And this is an opportunity you both need to take seriously. Throughout the journey of sharing your life with your love partner, you will have many disagreements. Some may be over things so trivial that at first you may not even see the point. But being on the listening end of communication, you'll realize that some things you may not see on the higher end of importance just might be very important for your love partner. And you want to honor that importance. Love to, learn to give in when you are wrong and apologize or compromise when the issue can be solved by doing so. Make sure you've stated the problem clearly and that you both understand each other's positions without assumption. It's important to illustrate the facts before you go into your feelings. State what the specific problem is, then go into how it makes you feel. Do not make blameful and accusatory statements like, you made me upset, but instead say something to the realm of, I was upset when. Those small differences go a long way in communication. Open your viewpoint to be willing to see perspectives other than your own. Now, this doesn't mean you have to agree with it, but it means that you're willing to understand and that willingness alone shows a loving effort. Offer solutions as well as asking your partner for their ideas on solutions as well. Find common ground and ask how they feel about your solution idea. What is really helpful is highlighting the pros and cons of each solution and be willing to compromise what need be. Your option can't be the only way and neither can your partners be the only way. If you both are able to compromise, make sure you honor that in a way that feels celebratory. So that way, whatever you both give up in the compromise doesn't feel like you lost anything, but instead you celebrate what you gained as a union. Hopefully this was helpful for everyone out there. Thank you for tuning in, for talking that talk. Signing off. Your friendly neighborhood relationship superhero. Talk to you next week.